And here's Grealish. And there's Kane! And England reach out! A vast national embrace! A moment in time! Perhaps for Gareth Southgate, the redemptive moment for which he has waited a generation! Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Shoot Your Thought podcast. You've been listening to our annoying voices for 25 episodes now. Neil, how are you on this 25 I can't believe so, we're already at 25. It's just yeah, it's been crazy. I can't believe, you know, we've we've done this every week for 25 weeks. It's been it's 25 great. weeks. It's literally we started this during the pandemic because um we were passionate about sports and we wanted to uh have an avenue to talk about sports. So and this is what we did. So yeah, 25 episodes. We've been hearing that intro for 25 times and it's still like brand new. Uh, we've got a good episode to uh, have our 25th episode. We're, we're going to talk about some fun stuff today. We're going to talk the Euro Cup and holy crap, the madness that ensued this past week. Uh, we're going to talk the NBA and some injuries, which is, you know, not fun to talk about, but it's pretty crazy. Uh, we're going to talk the NHL and the... <laughs> I'm going to save... I'm gonna, I was going to make a comment there, but I'll save it for when we actually talk about it uh then we're gonna recall some fun moments from the past 25 episodes and we're going to give you some behind the scenes looks hell yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> bloopers? But, uh, bloopers 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 did you say bloopers uh let's talk the euro cup let's uh what's some crazy games oh my gosh the group of death which was supposed to be you know the strongest the strongest teams of the tournament with france uh, Germany, Portugal, and Hungary are now all out. Smokescreen. Smokescreen. Just nothing but a smokescreen. Yeah, there's been some upsets to say the least. Uh, what's been the craziest game for you so far, Neil? Uh, for me, the craziest game has to have been the France and Switzerland game. You know, yeah. just the dramatics, the back and forth of that game. It's just it was, everything was poetic about it. Like, just ridiculous. I don't know if you want to like talk about. Let's save that for a second. What's been the craziest moment of this Euro Cup, this 2020 Euro Cup? You know, a year later after 2020 because of COVID. What's been the yeah. craziest moment for you? Uh, the craziest moment for me, again, my biased opinion on the Shoot Your Thought podcast was England beating Germany and Harry Kane uh, sending it through at the in the dying embers of the game to, you know, secure the win for us. It was a good game. Germany had some really good chances, but the fact that we, England beat Germany 2-0, like England's been like almost an afterthought for the past little bit, Um, you know, not being able to get it done, you know, that horrible, embarrassing loss to Iceland so long ago to kick us out. You know, it, it's been it's been a long, a long journey for us. But uh, England looks back on top, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun trip, hopefully to the to the finals. But um, yeah, no, that Switzerland game against against France, like like I said, it was like poetic, like it was like straight out of a movie. And the fact that the final shot was Mbappe, 
Mm-hmm. And it, ha- it had to be. It, it was always him. So, yeah, went to a penalty shootout, and Mbappe was the one that, you know, you, you can you can analyze the penalty kick all you want. You can you can take a look at, you know, how he didn't reach the corner, but he put some power behind that. And, you know, in that actual penalty shootout, we saw some bad penalty kicks, but they put power behind it. You know, the goalie got a touch to it, but it still went in. I'll give you a number right now. Uh 159 and a half million. And that is what Oh, I know. That is what Kylian Mbappe uh gets paid yeah. to play soccer, you yeah. know, and to play football. For him to come up as a 10th penalty kicker in that game. Let's not forget he had many chances. For those who were watching the game, he had many chances wide open nets that he choked on throughout this game that it didn't even have to go to penalties and it came down to penalties and then you know 159 million dollar star who is still under 25 years old he's still young oh he's still got a bright future still got a bright future ahead of him but like on the grandest stage at the euro cup playing for your nation as a 10th striker to get stopped like that is demoralizing Yes, uh, I mean they do have a World Cup under their under their belt. Like mm-hmm. Mbappe did shine in that World Cup, um, and to be fair to Mbappe, they they didn't double team him. They didn't triple team him. They had four guides on him pretty much any time he had the ball uh, in the attacking zone. Like any time you saw Mbappe with a chance, it was because he got around four guys. Like they they shut him down and they did a I give it to Switzerland they did a really good job with that, but yeah no there's been some crazy some crazy games that day that entire day was crazy. I thought the whole game was crazy because like it just went so back and forth. You know, the French were heavily favored in this game. They went down really early in the 15th minute um, to the Swiss, so they're down one nil. 15 minutes in, but then France answered right back, um, scoring the next three goals. When, you know, like the once exiled Kareem Benzema, uh, he was exiled from France. (laughs) Um, Kareem Benzema scored twice um, right after, I don't know if you remember, but there was a penalty that Hugo Lloris saved that kept France ahead in this game. Mm-hmm. And then the seven, the craziest goal that I've seen of the tournament so far from Paul Pogba. Oh my God, Pauly P. I was literally watching the game. Yeah. And I have, you know, I hang my, uh, my England jerseys above the TV. And I went, and <laughs> I took an England jersey down. I went and grabbed my Paul Pogba jersey and put it up literally after that goal. Because it was just so, like, I, I fucking love Paul Pogba. It was ins- it was insane. Like, he, it was from way outside the 18-yard box. And he just looked, like, you knew it was going in as after as soon as it hit, like, left his foot. You knew this ball was going in. He, Top he, right. Yeah, he has this ability to, like, just pull magic out of his ass, like, whenever he wants. And, you know, the, the commentators were kind of getting on him after his, for his celebration because he always mm-hmm. has the... The most abnormal celebrations, but, you know, yeah, he just has the ability to just pull this out at any time. Um, He's a midfielder, but he can score from anywhere. And, uh, yeah, no, he's a special player. So he scored that goal in the 74th minute. Then the Swiss being down 3-1, you know, just like... 
They had to. They had to do something. They had to. Just like the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> against the Golden State Warriors, being down three-one, they did the unthinkable and tied the game up uh, after a goal in the eighty-first, and then a dying in the dying seconds to tie it up for real and send it to to extra time. Yeah. And then you know, obviously, like nothing was settled in extra time. Goes anything's possible in penalties. Did you just say anything's possible? Anything's possible. There you go. Okay. Continue. <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, that was that was my biggest surprise. Obviously, um, with the world champ uh, French going down to the Swiss. Mm-hmm. Um, that was we, probably yeah the biggest upset. Yeah, I guess. Huge upset. And now, you know, because we saw earlier in the week, on the weekend, um, Belgium beating Portugal, we've now seen the last Euro and we've, we've seen the last World Cup champions mm-hmm. eliminated. So, again, we're this this entire tournament's been blown wide open. Anything's possible for any team here from here on out. 100%. Yeah, no, and the even the Spain-Croatia game. Like there was some last minute, there was a last minute goal in that. In My the God, 90. like no one could hold a lead in that yeah. in that day. <laughs> the final score is five three. Like Spain was up three one as well. They were, yeah, yeah, and Croatia came back. Yeah, a lot of Golden State Warrior fans watching these games, just getting really uh, having upset some again. Uh, PTSD. There might yeah. need some uh, therapy after that. Uh, so going forward, let's talk matches going forward. So. Uh, on Friday, we have Switzerland versus Spain. Who do you have in that one? After watching what Switzerland did to France, who do you I, have in that one? I still, I've, I've always liked the way uh, Spain has played with their ball possession game, and you know they've, they they came into this tournament not a huge favorite to to go very far, and you know the last couple of games that they've played, they've looked a little weak at the back, but their offense has looked great, so. I think Spain will have no problem advancing. I'm going to take Switzerland in this one. All right. You want a little little bet here? I'm going to take Switzerland in this one because, I mean, you always say an underdog has one chance to surprise a team in a tournament like this. And you could say that they used their one chance to surprise France. Um, France was not ready for them. Um, and so you could make the argument that Spain, looking at the video, looking at whatever, they're going to be ready for Switzerland. But just watching the way Switzerland plays and watching their counterattacks, their deadly counterattacks, like, I don't know. I, I'm going to take Switzerland. All right. Well, you heard it here first. A little bet by uh, Josh. And On I. the Shoot Your Thought podcast. And then we got uh, Belgium versus Italy. And that's going to be a good game. That, like, has final potential right there. Um, Italy, you know, over the past past few years, I guess, um, you know, not being able to qualify for certain tournaments. Like, they're finally back to Italy form. So, Belgium versus Italy. Who do you have on that one? I think Belgium will have no problem taking that down, you know, with the Italian have played really well, but they've also faced very easy teams, very easy nations thus far. They haven't really had a real test. And Belgium is one of the top teams in the world playing right now with Lukaku, Hazard, up front. Both Hazards. Like, both Hazards. Yeah. I mean, they, they will have no problem. I mean, like, this is... Belgium has had no trouble thus far 
Yeah. You know, they've also won seven of their last eight matches at the Euros. Um, they've got a really good team. What do you see happening in this game here, Josh? Um, I see... I don't see, like, a 1-0 finish. That's that's definitely not. With the firepower that both these teams have, I think Italy's going to find the net, find the back of the net more than once. I think it's going to be a 3-2 finish. I'm reading Maybe right 4-2. now. Maybe 4-2. I'm reading right now. Some people are saying that De Bruyne and Hazard are not ready for Italy. They're not, like, what does they, that can't even stack, mean? they can't stack What does up. that even mean? Like, uh, no, I, I don't think... I'm going to agree with you. I don't think uh, Italy... Sorry, I don't think Belgium is going to have a tough time beating Italy in this game. It's going to be a good game. Actually, I take that back. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game for them. And they're going to have a tough time with Italy. But I think Belgium is going to come out on top, for sure. Uh, I think that I think they're saying they're not ready because they, they there's a chance that they might not play. With injury? Yeah, with injury. Uh, they're saying that they did 50- come off. De Bruyne did come off early. And it's, we haven't heard anything. But. It's uh, Roberto Martinez, who's the coach of Belgium. He's yeah. saying that there's a 50-50 chance that they're going to play in Friday's uh, quarterfinal match with Italy. Oh, that changes things. So right? again, I I can't see. I can't see. I, I don't know if we live in a world where they're not going to play in such a high stakes game, even if they're able to to play at 50 percent. They're going to play. It's a little different in in football, though, in European football, than it is in like a like hockey or, or or basketball where like you find out after the t- or after the playoffs how many people are actually injured like it's harder to hide an injury in football you know what i mean like with the amount of space that you have to cover in a single game like it's harder to hide an injury unless it's like a hand or something like that yeah he did say that neither player has any structural damage so i mean that's good news hopefully I think they're gonna play yeah, I think they're, they're going to play. play. I think this is this is the strategy of Belgium. I think this is them getting into the heads of Italy. You, you also think there's going to be that many goals, eh? Like five goals in this game with the Italy. I the mean, Italians? I'm only looking at, you know, the way this tournament has gone so far. Yeah. And if it continues with that trend, yes, I do. I do think that. Um, but if De Bruyne and Hazard don't play, it's a different story. In uh, the other <laughs> quarterfinals... The one everyone is trying to get their TVs set to and programmed to to watch, the Czech Republic and Danish, the Denmark. <laughs> the finals of the tournament, the Czech Republic versus versus Denmark. Yeah, that's um, I mean, I, I, I'm not taking anything away from Denmark and Czech Republic. Like they they are here because they deserve it. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah, the Czech beat Netherlands who were potential favorites to win. So, yeah, no, um, it's it's going to be an interesting game. I do think Denmark is going to come out on top um, just because they have the deeper deeper side. And with, you know, in this tournament being allowed five substitutes, you could completely change the team by the end of the game. Um, so I think Denmark is going to come out on top. What about you? I think it'd be great for the uh, the Danish to, to take this game, especially with all the turmoil they faced throughout this tournament with Christian Eriksen. Yeah. Um, let's not forget last Euros, nine years ago now, um, or nine sorry, years. five years ago now, <laughs> what am I thinking of? Five years ago, mixed together. the Danish actually surprised a lot when they went on that magical run. No one really expected this from them. Um, now look at them. You know, they're, in, they're 
actual favorites in a quarterfinals of the 2020 Euros. So yeah. I think without, that's their, without their star player, Christian yeah. Eriksen. So again, you know, they're not going to have an easy go with the Czech Republic, but I think with the way that they've played, especially in that do or die game that they played and won three, nothing against Poland. Yep. Um, I think they're not going to have any difficulty getting past Czech Republic. Interesting. And then we got the uh, the final game of the quarterfinals here. Ukraine versus England. Oh, Ukraine's going to win this game. Oh, my God. Get out. <laughs> Just leave. Just get out now. Uh, it's, I mean, again, not taking anything away from Ukraine. Like, they, they put up a fight yesterday against Sweden, pulling out that last-minute goal. But if you if you watch the way England plays and the, the way they, I'm not going to say dominated, Germany, but I'm also not gonna not say dominated Germany. They they dominated Germany. So what's, what's going on with Germany? What is happening with Germany right now? Because I mean, we'll get to England in a second, but the they did big, not have a strong tournament. The they biggest news right now, I I know we saw France, you know, stumble in you know like throughout the game, and then in penalties, we saw Portugal lose to a very good Belgium team. What is happening to Germany right now? They they've looked. Sh- they, this is a team that tied Hungary, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a team that just lost to England. What is happening? Are they in the transition period? I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I think they are in a transition period. Um, I think we're gonna see the coach leave. I think we're gonna see a lot of the players this be their their last tournament. I think Muller, I, I don't think we're gonna see him again in another major tournament. I think he's gonna be there for the qualifiers, but I, I don't think I and it, it tends to be a trend in European football where the you know players retire from international duty. Uh not long before, but before they retire from their actual club duty. Um so I think I think we're gonna see some retirements happen in the near future for Germany. And I think we are going into, into a transition period, but the thing is they, they've got a really deep squad right now. And so all of these players that, you know, didn't get the chance to shine in this tournament, we're going to see them very soon shine. So going forward um, with, you know, with, we, we took Belgium to win over, over, sorry, we took Belgium to win over Italy. Yeah. And then, I mean, you took Spain to win. I took Switzerland to win. Um, and then who comes out on top, in your opinion, over Belgium versus Spain? I think, you know, with the way Belgium's playing right now, I would love to see Spain win this tournament. But, I mean, I don't I don't know. Like, running into a team like Belgium, I, th- I don't think anyone can stop Belgium right now. If they're playing at full strength and they have a healthy De Bruyne, Hazard, uh, Lukaku, like, if they have a healthy team especially with that front three no one is stopping them i know a team that can stop them ukraine oh my god it might be ukraine (laughs) no the queen's own england is gonna stop them in the final i'm just kidding ukraine's gonna lose like nine nil oh my god this game (laughs) i don't know how how did ukraine beat sweden like i don't understand like there's Sweden doesn't have a lot of their a lot of their star quality right now. Yeah, but Ukraine barely made it out of that group. Yeah. I think they scored like three goals total. Yeah, they're running on fumes at the end there, but they, they pulled it out. So we can say that, you know, England's gonna make it out of the other side. And we're so we're we're claiming there's gonna be a Belgium England final then. 
Which would be epic. Which will be epic. On Absolutely. July 11th. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a fun one to watch. And there's some time between, you know, the semifinals and the final so that we the both teams have time to prepare. Uh, but Anything's we're possible so far, though. I mean, like, we've seen so many upsets, right? Anything's possible in this tournament. But I think with games being played at Wembley, with games, you know, like, if England continues to have some sort of home advantage, mm-hmm. they're going to continue to do well. I mean, they also have a very easy schedule ahead of them, a very easy path to get to the finals. I just hope that they don't overlook any opponent. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we've seen certain teams certainly do. Like, France definitely overlooks Switzerland. Um, so, I just hope they don't overlook anything. Well, let's say they beat Ukraine. Are they going to be playing either the winner of the Danish and Czech? They will play the winner of that, yes. I mean, that, I mean that's as easy a path as you can think <laughs> of, right? It, they do. Okay, yes, they do have the easiest path. I just hope they don't, you know, take it for granted. Is all I'm saying. Is all I'm saying. Uh, should we move on to the NBA? Yeah. I mean, craziness going on in the NBA right now. I don't know if anyone is really caught up with how many injuries is more, happening. More injuries. Just like every single game, we, there's a new injury to a, a star player. And last night was no different. When, every single day. I mean, two yeah. days ago, it was Trey Young. Yeah. Being announced he couldn't play, he couldn't suit up for game four last night. Yeah. Kawhi is still not back in the in the Phoenix Clippers series. I gotta and say, I, I my my view is changing daily on the LA Clippers. Before we get into injuries, sure. You just you brought this up, and like I was like, what is happening with the LA Clippers? They went down three one. They could very well win tonight's game, but like I don't understand. Like how are they winning games? when they shouldn't be winning games, even against Utah. Like, yeah. this team is willing their way, and I think it has a lot to do with Tyron Lue. Yes, he is a very underrated coach, in my opinion. He, he, I mean, the Clippers have never been in the conference final before. He literally brought them to their first conference final. He literally won Cleveland their first NBA title. Yeah, Doc like, Rivers, you know, couldn't do it. And Doc Rivers is busy, you know, discussing Ben Simmons right now. He's yeah. he's losing sleep over Ben Simmons. He's over, yeah, he's over in Philly doing that. But Ty Lue, you know, I, I read a stat earlier this week that he's something like 11-1 and one in games that he's facing elimination in the playoffs, and he's 10-1 and one in elimination games that you know, to close out a series. And, like, really? in all eligible coaches. So having that record is very impressive for someone like Ty Lue. Mind you, he has coached the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, and now he's coaching with um, the LA Clippers. He's had really good teams, but my thing is Phoenix cannot stop this team when this team's running, right? They can't stop Paul George when he's on. They can't stop Reggie Jackson. They can't stop Terrence Mann. They can't stop these guys. Yeah. Pat Beverly, you know, I hate Pat Beverly so much. Everyone hates Pat Beverly. Did I ever tell you the story about Pat Beverly where I was at the, I was at the Four Seasons Spa for my birthday one year, um, and I was with my girlfriend at the time. We were doing like a couples couples day, like couples massages, everything like that. And I was in the change room at the end of the day, and the Clippers were in town <laughs> playing the Raptors. And who do I see walking naked into the locker room but Patrick Beverly? 
as I'm just, I was like, holy shit, that's Patrick Beverly, but I can't say anything right now because he's literally naked and I can't just walk up to him and ask for an autograph or ask for a handshake. I mean, I could have, but I didn't um, because I hate Patrick Beverly. But that's my funny story about Patrick Beverly. Now, was that an actual story or was that you just, you know, having Might a, have been a dream. A dream. Might have been a dream. Who knows? <laughs> no, it actually happened, Neil. It actually happened. Um, and that was, yeah, it was on my birthday. And it was, uh, I went and watched the Raptors that night or the next night beat the Clippers. So it was extra special. Okay. So moving on from <laughs> sexy, naked Pat Beverly. <laughs> Do you yes. think the Clippers have a chance to come back against the Suns here? You know, they're playing a home game tonight. Anything can happen in tonight's game. If they win tonight, they force a game seven. Have they announced Kawhi's status yet? I don't think Kawhi's playing. But they haven't announced it yet. He didn't even travel with the team. Right, right. Last game. So I think with, with that, and knowing Kawhi's history, he's not going to play unless he's actually physically yes. fit to play. He's not going to play anything less than 90%. Yeah. Okay, yes. The fact that they didn't want him to travel because the elevation would... They weren't sure what it was going to do to his knee. I remember seeing that. Um, might, might mess up his cornrows. Yeah, you never that know, right? Yeah. You never know. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think he plays. And if is, I were a better man... Is there anyone man, more brittle in the NBA than Kawhi Leonard right now? Blake Griffin when he doesn't want to play. <laughs> Blake Griffin had that title, you know, for a very long time. But I think Kawhi Leonard, Mr. Game Management himself, like, yeah, I don't think there's anyone more brittle than him right now. You're not you wrong. Know, you don't know what you you don't know how many games this season you're gonna get from him, right? So yeah, I mean that goes for any any star player, really. I'd like I'd like for Phoenix to close this out tonight. I think they know. do. If I were a betting man, which I am, I think they do. Now on the flip side, what do you think happens in the Atlanta Milwaukee series? We saw injuries. Uh, pile up this entire postseason of recent we saw a major injury to trey young who was ruled out of game four and then during game four a very scary injury um to Giannis, Giannis. mr mvp himself who left the game with a hyperextended left knee um he's scheduled to get further imaging and mri yeah. work to be done today yeah we'll find out today probably after of course, after we record this podcast. But um, you know those injuries when, especially in, in the playoffs, when you see a player go down and they know right away what it is. That's, I think you saw it in Giannis last night. He knew he was out for the series, if not the playoffs. It could be really scary with these knee injuries. It could be an, you know, like an MCL, an ACL, all the CLs that you can think of. All of the Coles. Um, um, and that could be very extended, uh, like surgeries. That could be yeah. year, yeah. a year off, right? Like, look at what happened to um, other players in the NBA, right? You look at someone like Boogie Cousins who could not come back from this. Was never the same player again. Never the same player. But also, you look at someone who has had similar scary injuries and has come back like Kevin Durant, right? Um, but these injuries definitely... Um, can be very severe. Uh, I don't think Giannis plays game five. I don't think he plays no, game he six. He, I mean, if the series goes to game seven, then potentially game seven, he can, he can play. I mean, that, depending on him, what the results are of uh, the yeah. knee scan today. When, when Giannis went down, um, you could hear a pin drop in that arena 
because everyone like Mike Budenhauser came out like right onto the court and you could see the fear in his eyes. Like everyone had that fear in their eyes. Even as like, even watching, even if you're not a fan of Milwaukee, even if, even if you're not a fan of Giannis, you want to see a competitive series, right? Yeah. And I think if you take Giannis out of the equation here, you take away the competitiveness of the series. Just look at what happened in that game after Giannis went out. Um, I feel really bad for Giannis. Um, just even watching the replay of that hyperextended knee, like that's this this was his time. This was their ticket to punch, right? Like this was this was supposed to be their easy walk to the final, and now that. He's potentially out. Um, he's he's visibly upset, and as is you know, I, I if you're a fan of basketball, you're 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 upset with this because, like I said, you want to see a competitive series. The series has just gone so back and forth with yeah. blowouts, blowout in game two uh, for the for the Bucks, blowout in game four for the Hawks. Um, it's anyone's series right now. I think. What I was most impressed by in Game Four was one individual who started actually his first uh, postseason game in however long he's played in the league was Lou Will. Yeah, I couldn't believe that that was his first playoff start. That was his first playoff start. I mean, he's always been like the sixth man of the year player, but like that was his fir- that was his first playoff start. Draymond Green even tweeted uh, last night during the game that the Bucks can't relax because Trey is out. He said that Lou Will can win you a game. Yeah, 100%. So, and that's exactly what Lou Will did. You know, in a must-win game for the Hawks, they were trailing 2-1 in the series. Lou Will was on fire the entire game. He scored seven points super early. That put put the Hawks up, uh, put the Hawks to a 10-point lead early in the game. And then he finished with 21 points. He only shot nine times, but he made seven of those nine yeah. that he took. He added eight assists, five rebounds. You know, he was the team's primary, like, um, premier ball handler during the game. Usually that's a Trey Young position, mm-hmm. but to turn it over, you're not in bad hands turning it over to Lou Will. He's a good game manager. He can run this offense. And what can he do really well? Score. He can score the ball. So... Lou Will can pour in 40 points any given game the same way Trey Young like has been doing throughout the season. So I think, you know, whether they have Rajon Rondo, whether they have Lou Will, whatever they have, you know, they, they've made certain trades throughout this year. Lou Will can play a same style game as Trey Young. So I don't think they're missing very much there. Yeah. I mean, when, yeah, especially in playoffs, when, when big players go down, you see you know, the, the bench players step up and you see players that don't usually have to have the ball in their hands have the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. And that's former Raptor Lou Will right there. So, um, yeah, I know it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the series plays out. I don't think... I think Atlanta's going to close it out, in my opinion. Um, especially if Giannis isn't coming back. Yeah. And I do think Phoenix is going to close out LA tonight. That's my so hope. You're, lo- you're looking at... An Atlanta-Phoenix prediction in the finals. And who saw that coming? Absolutely no one. No, no one did. No one ever no one ever saw that coming. Whoever bet on that final is going to be a very rich person. Let's move on to NHL. And I'm going to try and make this as exciting as possible because this is the stupidest final. The stupidest final. 
You've got the Montreal Canadiens, Canada's team that doesn't even want to be a part of fucking Canada. They Quebec has had to try to separate how many times now? Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Then we got Tampa Bay, who's over the cap. They're an illegal team, Neil, and they're in the yeah. final. Who would have thought that the team that's the $100 million team is in the final? Yeah, if you're able to pay your team $100 million, you're probably going to make the final. I saw a tweet um, yesterday, I guess, that if uh, if Tampa Bay wins the cup, they're only going to wear the, the, the Stanley Cup shirts because they're going to forget about the cap. Anyways, <laughs> Neil, what are your thoughts about this final? I think the Montreal Canadiens are about to get slapped. You know, they're going to get well, they slapped get up. Slapped they got, they one, got yeah. slapped up in game one, but that's just a harsh reality that they're facing right now. They've been playing out of their asses. Carey Price has been playing out of his ass, out of this world. Carey Price is trash during the regular seasons. He is. He's just not a regular season. His play has declined over the last couple of years, yeah. every regular season. He's not a fantasy player you want on your team. And then all of us, all of a sudden, over the last twenty games in the postseason, here he's just become you know unstoppable and and like unbeatable. That's why Montreal goes on these runs in the playoffs. It's because Carey Price just literally puts the whole team on his back. Yeah, we saw you know the the success that Montreal has had over the years with Jose Theodore and Yaroslav Halak and guys like that. You know the the con, the consistent Patrick Roy. Patrick Roy. These are like further? they have not had a solid team overall, but like their goaltending has always been consistent. Same thing with us here, right? Like they, they're on the back of a goaltender. We see every year a team make it to the finals because of goaltending. Whether it's a Calgary Flames on the back of Mika Kiprasov or, you know, like Mike Smith leading the Arizona Coyotes or... You know, I like you see year after year after year, goaltending be the reason that a team makes it deep into the playoffs. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. I mean, these are, you know, DNA that you need going into the playoffs. You can't go in with a shaky goaltender. No. Right? Um, I just think Vasilevsky, being the Vezina winner that he is, I think Montreal is going to have a very hard time getting past, getting through the middle zone of the ice getting pucks deep, getting pucks in front of Vasilevsky. We saw it in last night's game, or two nights ago, the game, the game two nights ago, that Lightning will dictate play. Lightning will beat up on Montreal. They're the more experienced team, they're the more talented team, and they have better goaltending than Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. And again, not to take anything away from the Montreal Canadiens, but I'm going to take something away from the Montreal Canadiens. If you look at their play in the regular season, like you said, they should not be in this final, but they are. Um, they are because they're they're a different breed in the playoffs, and they've had some players step up. They've had Cole Caulfield, they've had Suzuki, they've had even Corey Perry. Step Everyone up. in Montreal thinks Cole Caulfield is fucking Wayne Gretzky right now. Yeah, well, I, think I mean, he's, he's the best player like of all time. He's playing like it. He's he's doing well. This is his literal. Yeah, this is his first season, and he's he's going off. Um, and so you know, credit to them. But if you look at these teams on paper, I mean, obviously Tampa Bay is the better team because they're fucking how how much over the cap? They're a hundred million dollar team. Like, 
I don't know. How this team got away with this, we've talked about this before with the Kucherov situation. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is just this is a this is a final that should make hockey fans angry. It's not even a final I want to watch. I'm going to watch it, but it's not even a final like I have nothing invested in this. I and I mean this is this is my animosity from, you know, <laughs> a certain early playoff exit that's coming out right now. But um but yeah, and, and and the Leafs did make some some roster moves recently that I don't even want to. Should we talk about it? I don't we want to we talk will about in a moment. I just I just want to ask: Do you think that the Canadians nationally across Canada? Do you think they're now Canada's team? No, they never were. They don't even want to be a part of Canada. No, no, they are not. Certain people may think so. Certain people are probably not avid hockey watchers. Um, no, I don't think they're Canada's team. Absolutely. No matter how many times fucking Justin Trudeau tweets, we're all standing behind Canada's team. No, this is not Canada's team. That's my opinion. I don't know. And it's also fact. I don't know. I think, you know, like there are, uh, you can walk down the street here in Toronto and you can see a lot of Canadians flags around. And I think, slowly oh, they're coming out slowly slowly they're... the population is beginning to hop on that bandwagon it's been a long time since we've seen a canadian team in the finals and i think that's the reason why that bandwagon is starting but i personally cannot no get on board with this you know no. like i will always hate the canadians yeah. no matter what success they see i will always hate them i will always hate patrick Waugh. i will always hate Carrie Price. I will always hate Miku Koivu. You know, like Koivu. <laughs> all of these players. I don't Saku even, Koivu. Saku Koivu. Yeah, Saku. And Miku. I hate them both. <laughs> Fuck them both. <laughs> I've, uh, I have friends that are Canadians fans and I, I literally, you know, have had the opportunity to, you know, have bets with them. You know, if, if your team loses, they have to wear, or you have to wear their jersey and vice versa. I, I don't even want to make that bet with a Canadians fan because the thought of wearing a Canadian's jersey. If I ever ran into Jose Theodore, we would have to throw hands. Punch him in the face. Yeah. Punch him in the face. I used to have a, a figurine. Like, I used to have hockey figurine. Well, I still do. But um, I had a figurine of Jose Theodore. And the amount of times I just... I had someone score on him in my when I was playing with him on the... On the... Anyways. Uh, <laughs> let's... Uh, so yeah, no. Who do you who do you have in this final? Who's gonna win this final? Tampa Bay. They're gonna sweep them. I think it's gonna be four gonna games be to none. Yeah, I think it'll be a sweep. I think it should be a sweep. I, I'm gonna give the Canadians one game. I think it's gonna be a five game series. Did you see the ten, like? Um, did you see that game last night? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, it was I, was it last night or two nights ago? Two nights ago. Two nights ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I do feel bad for some some of the players on montreal um did you see gallagher get driven into the driven into the, into ice. the ice and then okay Without so that, that photo of him just skating away with a face covered in blood that's he had no n- no like um sort of feeling in his face like he had no reaction whatsoever yeah. he just like was stone cold faced he looked angry i mean blood like just, just dripping down his face but he, yeah, he looked angry. He also looks like he's 49 years old. Like, I don't know how a guy can look that old. He looks like he has some restraining orders against him, for sure. Yeah. 
Should we move on to our our twenty fifth episode special here? Let's do it. Let's. Uh, we're we're at episode twenty five. We just we you know collectively, big shout out to all you fans listening out there, um, supporting us week over week. I mean we we could not be here without you guys. And and you know episode twenty five. We're just scraping the surface here. You know we. We enjoy doing this because we're just two guys who like to shoot the shit about sports anyways. So we figured why not shoot our thought while recording it. So, you know, we always have a lot of sports to talk about. We always have a lot of interesting debates. We secretly hate each other down deep and in, inside, you know. So I figured why not, you know, do this for shits and giggles. And here we are 25 episodes later doing what we enjoy doing. So thank you for listening. Well said. Well said. What he said. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, we definitely, I, I mean, honestly, like, we gained the traction we, I never thought we would. Like, uh, every, every week I look at, like, you know, how many people even tune in to our episodes. And, yeah, we just, we started this show to, to have something, honestly, to do during the pandemic. And, you know, to have that medium to, to, to share our passion. And, um yeah, no, it's it's been it's been very heartwarming to see how many people actually tune in every week. Um, but some some of our favorite moments from these past twenty five episodes. If you we I don't think we ever talked about this on the, on the show, but in episode one, when we were first starting out, we got probably fifteen minutes into the into the show, and um, my <laughs> my laptop cut out. And that that fifteen minutes of our recorded show and how excited we were um, was lost, and we had to redo that that fifteen minutes. And yes, you're checking that I'm plugged in right now, but I'm, <laughs> I'm plugged in. Yeah, so, making sure they're recording here right now. Yeah, we never we I have yet to make that same mistake, but yeah, no, um, we had to we had to recreate the first fifteen minutes of our first episode. Yeah, that was. That was how we started. <laughs> that was how we started our, our journey, our shoot your thought journey. We started out like mispronouncing a lot of words, like Giannis. <laughs> let's let's not forget. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yes, that was that was a good that was a good time. Big R.I.P. to Giannis's left knee, by the way. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a time. Um, in the first episode, I remember for the first few episodes we. We were drinking during the episodes, mm-hmm. and the first—I was so excited for the first episode. I was excited, but I was also nervous, and so I think I drank a little bit more than I intended to for the first episode. Um, but like after the, I was definitely tipsy for that episode, hundred um, percent. But now you know it's usually we do our, our shows in the morning now, so it, yeah, it's we, coffee. We've introduced uh, a number of new segments, you know, Losers of the Week being one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, that soundbite was fun to make, too. Like, with, because um, I, I use the Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was fun to make. Um, it's always fun. It's, it's fun to make new things on this, on this podcast. Would you rather? We've had our awards show. The award the show, yeah. The end of season award show. That <laughs> the award show music that I used, yeah, yeah, that was fun. We love award show. We're gonna have to do another one here soon with basketball and hockey coming. Oh, 100 percent, yeah. Then. I mean, like both both uh, both seasons are gonna end at the same time, right? So it's we definitely should. And we're not too far away from the start of the NFL season, so we're gonna talk a little bit more about fantasy sports coming up because I know a lot of you 
like our uh, suggestions and fantasy yeah. opinions as well. So. Oh, hundred percent. We're going to we're gonna make make your fantasy season just so much better. Um, another episode I wanted to point out before just before we wrap things up here was mm-hmm. the our most listened to episode, and that was the episode after the Leafs got eliminated. That that team from Toronto got eliminated this this season. Probably um, the most emotional episode that we've had. Yeah, oh, 100%. By far. Yeah, I was... There has never been more F-bombs come out of my mouth than than that. I remember seeing you, like, the, the day before, and you just looked like someone who had been constipated for well over a week. <laughs> you just needed to let something out of you. Yeah, truth be told, I probably was. Truth and you told. held it in. You looked like a balloon that was about to burst when you blow it up yeah. too much. No, I actively did not talk about that series until, not until we started recording until we started recording and then it all just came out so if, if you want to go back and listen to that episode i mean that's you were getting raw josh like you were that sounds dirty but you were you were getting the raw motion there like you raw were, josh just having dreams <laughs> about josh. naked pat bev <laughs> oh man the the things that have come out this is a therapy session for me but uh yeah no i i kept it in until that episode and so i feel like it's it it enriches the way like since we started doing this podcast it enriches the way i watch sports like i'm i'm analyzing everything i'm i'm looking at everything in a different light i'm taking notes on games which is just so much fun for me um yeah no i it's this this podcast has definitely been a, a light in my in my life, Neil. You've been a light in my life, Neil. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Are you Thank blushing, you. Neil? No. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. Being a light <laughs> in your life. Know, you is... and naked Patrick Beverly have been Let, a Let's light, end this episode before it gets my... any weirder. <laughs> awesome. Well, that has been episode 25. Thank yeah. you, folks, for tuning in for another crazy episode. Hey, cheers to another 25 here for you, Josh. Uh, you guys have a great week. We'll see you. We'll do it again next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Podcast.